Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Welcome to our Epic Leadership Podcast. This is the September edition. I'm Bobby Hawk here with my good buddy, Chad Mitchell, and another special guest today to round out our summer and our leadership laps. So if you've been joining us this summer, you know we're taking four laps around the track because they tell me that's a mile. I wouldn't know from personal experience, but I'm going to trust the experts, and we have an expert with us today. She's the anchor bringing us home on the fourth lap, and uh, I'm super excited that she's joining us. So, Chad, why don't you introduce our special guest? You bet, man. These have been so fun this uh, this summer, Bobby, just hanging out with some different leaders other than just you and I. You know, I like spending time with you, but it's always good to get somebody else in here because uh, they just brighten up the room. Yes, they brighten up the room, and honestly, it's uh, it's been good. There's been a lot of great takeaways. We've heard some good feedback, and uh, I think uh, today as we uh, kind of bring this this last lap home, uh, it's, it's a change of pace. And, and we did this on purpose because uh, this is something that you might not necessarily think of when you think of leadership topics, but I actually think you're going to walk away if you're listening today um, encouraged, maybe challenged. And uh, it's definitely something a little bit different than what we've been doing. So I'm excited. So You bet. You bet. Well, let me go ahead and introduce to you our guest for this final lap around the track. Um, good friend of ours. Um, we serve in a lot of civic organizations together. I've known her for, man, I think it's almost been probably 11 or 12 years now. But uh, Miss Sansi Blackinger um, is joining us this morning. Sansi, morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Thanks for being here. So uh, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about um, your story, but uh, so excited to hear some things that you've got for us this morning. And we kind of teased this off last uh, last episode, Bobby, 50 by 50. And I'm assuming a lot of people are asking what that really means. And Sansi is going to help us out with that. But before we get there, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Sure. I'm Sansi Blackinger. Uh, I grew up here in uh, Independence, I work for Central Bank of the Midwest, where I'm a commercial lender, and fortunately, my bank allows me to uh, be involved in our community, and so I'm able to give back to the community that raised me, and that's um, a huge accomplishment for me. I have a husband and two teenagers, so living life that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Enjoy the lake. You do oh, that? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, a lake place, and that's my that's my peaceful place. My whole family, it's a great way to bond as a family and we are outdoors skiing and fishing and boating and just loving. You bet. That's great. Well, so this whole topic came up, Sansi. I, I think it was probably three, four, I lose track of time, but maybe five years ago, um, I heard you talking to somebody regarding a 50 by 50 thing. And I'm like, I wonder what that is. What is 50 by 50? So I asked you about it and uh, you said, what is it? 50 things I want to accomplish by the time I turn 50. So I started in 2018 and made a first draft of a list of activities I could do that puts me out of my comfort zone 
or things that I've always wanted to accomplish. And so that list has changed over the past five years. I've added and taken some things off. Uh, but it started when I saw a friend from high school post 50 by 50 on her Facebook page, and I asked what that was. And so we're doing this together. She's got another year to go. I've got less than 200 days. So um, it, it's been a wonderful experience. That's awesome. So Bobby, when you hear 50 by 50, and she's going to do 50 things before she turns age 50, what do you think? Well, I remember first hearing about it in a civic organization that we're all in, and uh, I think it just kind of came up, uh, I, I don't want to say randomly, but it wasn't necessarily a topic for that day. And I remember, uh, Sansi, if I'm correct, it had to do with um, uh, the the swimming, and oh. maybe we'll get into that specific one, but uh, maybe overcoming that, that fear. And it just, it resonated with me because uh, I, I like list. I, I'm a list person anyway. Um, I, I actually, Chad, we've talked about this before. Um, I think this might be my Enneagram three, but, uh, I like to do lists. I like to feel accomplished. And sometimes I'll write things on the list just to mark them off. Yeah. <laughs> I've already done them, but it yeah. makes me feel more productive. Sure. Uh, so I probably need some counseling for that area. But so when I hear list and then when I hear anything that relates to like a challenge, you know, 50 by 50, I, I my interest was already peaked. And so I asked Sansi, I said, Hey, is there any, would you be willing to, you know, share the list with me or talk to me about the list? Because sometimes certain ideas kind of inspire other ideas, create piggybacks. And while I don't think someone else's list is necessarily something that you just simply copy, it can create uh, some ideas. So as a result of that, I started my own list uh, for 50 by 50. And so that's why uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about today. And what, what I hope is maybe our listeners would, if they're intrigued like I was, would consider some of these, we'll, we'll just talk through some different ones and maybe that will spawn something for them that says, oh, I want to do something really similar um, it, it can be the same, or maybe it just creates a totally different idea for them of something they want to do. And so we'll kind of talk through that. I'll throw out a few of mine as well that have kind of been in, uh, inspired by Sansi, but yeah, it, it's fun. 50 by 50, and you could make this 60 by 60, 40 by 40. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different adaptations you can do, but it's the idea of being intentional to face some of the things that you maybe haven't taken the time to do, maybe you felt like you missed the opportunity to do those things. I didn't do them when I'm young, so I'm not going to do them. Maybe it's fear. I want to overcome my fears. I, I actually think there's several categories of things that you could put down. And so uh, so let's get into it. I'm, I'm excited. So You bet. Sansi, unpack 50 by 50 for us. Tell us a little bit about, you know, just kind of what are some of the things and, and what motivated you to, to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll start with the swimming. I just recently accomplished that one. I have been around water my entire life and in the lake and, and the pools, but I could not swim. I could not put my head underwater. So uh, this uh, local school district had a class and I put myself out there and I signed up and I didn't know what to expect when I got there. <laughs> the first day, uh, the, the instructor gave us goggles. He said, who brought goggles? Well, I didn't bring goggles. I'm not putting my head underwater this first day. What are you crazy? And he says, yes, you are. I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, that first day I stuck my head underwater and breathed underwater. And although it's a simple thing to most people, oh my goodness, the feeling I had as I came out of that pool that day was, I can't describe it. And so 
those type of things are, are what I want to do. And, it, it, and some of them are so simple as to operate a chainsaw. You know, I would never think to do that, but um, I wanted to learn in case I ever needed to use a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, and so did you get that one done yet? Yes, that one is done. We, um, I helped cut down a tree. Who taught you how to use the chainsaw? Oh, it was let's, my husband. Yeah, okay. So Mark uh, is very patient. Um, and while he doesn't want to uh, go along for the ride on some of these, uh, in fact, I'm going on a police ride along next week. He doesn't want to do those type of things, but uh, he's very encouraging and, and wants me to accomplish this uh, yeah. list. So, so you know, I know your husband mm-hmm. and he's an uh, engineer, right? Right, right. And, you know, kind of thinks through everything and has a plan for everything. So you go to him and you're like, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I want to do 50 things by the time I'm 50. And he says, great, go for it. <laughs> I won't awesome. be there for all of them, but I'll support you any way I can. He is going zip lining with me in a few weeks. That's so, cool. Chad, mm-hmm. I think the bigger concern when she's like, can you teach me how to use a chainsaw? <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, good thing the follow-up question was, wasn't, and how do I hide a body, right? That might be, <laughs> right. That might be a little much, but- I said uh, whenever I might need to use a chainsaw. When I no, might I'm need kidding. to use a chainsaw, and you never you uh-huh. never know. Well, what's, uh, what's cool about the list, Sansi, is and I think this is important, whether people do, you know, we've heard bucket list, we've heard- goals, uh, all of these things, life goals, and, and it can be any of those things, but it needs to be something that can be measured, you know, and learning how to, to use a chainsaw. If you don't know how to use a chainsaw, I mean, to me, that's specific enough. I mean, yeah. you, you, you can learn how to use well, it, but correctly, use a chainsaw correctly. Well, there right. you go. Right. Yeah. That's true. So you need somebody <laughs> who knows how to use a chainsaw correctly to help you with that. Right. And that's what I noticed that one, a lot of these goals can't be achieved alone. The swimming goal, I need mm-hmm. to sign up for a class. Somebody's going to have to teach me how to swim. Right. The chainsaw goal, somebody's going to have to teach me how to use a chainsaw. But the other thing that I noticed on your list is that they're also specific in the sense that they can be measured because you can't just say, um, I want to get better at swimming. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that, I mean, what does that mean? Right. You know, what is better at swimming? Instead, you said, I want to, in this case, learn how to swim. And I think that's something that I notice a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this in the past, whether it's a life list, whether it's a bucket list, or whether it's just a a goal list for that month or that year, people will say things like, I want to lose weight. That's my goal. Well, what? That's not a goal. Right. You know, there's nothing specific about it. And that's that's what I love about the list is it, it is very specific, everything has a measurement that you can either check off or you can see progress. And I think that's an important takeaway. But And the list is fluid. Like I did my original uh, one thing on there was to get better at golf. But just like you said, what does that mean? Get better at golf. So I changed it to join a golf league. So I joined a golf league this summer. And, you know, there's something to that too. Putting putting myself out there by myself on the golf course, that's intimidating too if you don't play a lot of golf. So I've gotten gotten more comfortable playing golf and I've gotten better. So that's great. Well, that's uh so so that's interesting. Chad, hop in here because this is what I'm thinking. When I hear some of the things that Sansi has mentioned, when I uh, think of some of the things on her list, you know, whether it's like you mentioned golf, whether it's swimming, some of these things it would be easy to say, well, I didn't learn them while I'm young. Right. So uh it's too late now. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, 
Yeah, Isn't so, that a mentality that we, but we don't, we create that? Like nobody says you can't learn to ride a bike even if you didn't learn to ride a bike. Right. You can learn that at any age. Why do we do that, you think? You know, I think it's stereotypes sometimes. You know, we put ourselves in this box and we're like, well, everybody else can swim. I can't swim. So number one, I don't want anybody to know I can't swim. And Sansi, if you wouldn't have told anybody, they probably wouldn't have known because you're on the lake like a lot, <laughs> right. right? You're on the lake. So they just assume well, Sansi can swim. She's on the lake all the time. Mm -hmm. But reality is, is you couldn't. Well, a lot of it's accountability too. I'm putting this list out there and being verbal about it, telling people because I want that accountability. I want yeah. Bobby to come up to me and say, hey, did you learn how to swim? Yes, That's I awesome. Did, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and even after that, so after you went through your swimming class, um, you and I were actually talking and you and I, I guess it's the family's out and you're showing the kids, hey, kids, <laughs> look what I can do. And you go under the water and you come back up. And this was such a proud moment for you. And the kids, they're like, what? What? I learned that at three, mom. <laughs> so awesome. it's no big deal. But I'm like, hey, honey, watch this. Look well, what I can do. And, you know, I think if if we're all honest, there's probably been a time where we've looked back at our lives, maybe because we've seen others, and we've said, I wish I would have learned that then. Yeah. But it's uh, it, it's too late. You know, wish I would have learned a foreign language in high school, for example, or maybe even the bike. You know, we assume everybody knows how to ride a bike. Uh, pretty sure everybody doesn't know how to ride a bike because if you didn't learn when you were young, you might say, well, it's too late. I would almost say, but it's never too late to learn to do something. The question becomes, why do you want to do it? Is it challenging yourself? Is it getting better? Is it overcoming fear? Or maybe it's just because it's something you want to learn how to do like a chainsaw, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think we limit ourselves sometimes because we we, we put these artificial limits of, I didn't learn it when I was young, so it's too late to learn it now. And it's kind of like, it's never too late to learn anything, is it? Well, and, and, and this is, there's so many um, qualities here that, that you're talking about that you can correlate back to leadership, Bobby. Um, it's goals, right? It's accountability partners. It's adaptability. You had to adapt with this thing, okay? Right. And and you really had to adapt over the past three, four years because you started this and then COVID hit and you're like, oh my gosh, my number's getting closer because right. you continued to get older, but your 50 wasn't getting done. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So the COVID did put a, a damper on some things. And so I've actually made a 10 more before 60 list on some of the travel things I want to do. Uh, but during COVID, you know, I, I focused on, I wanted to grow tomatoes finally. And so I grew tomatoes during COVID or- um, you know, some, you know, different things I could do outside that I wanted to accomplish during COVID. So, um, it really slowed down during that time, but I'm ramped back up and I should hit this. And if I don't, that's okay. You know, I'll do 51 before 51. So I, I assume you're hitting it um, yes, because I, I I've, am. I've seen how driven you are against this thing and it has almost become your motto. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost become it. And I, I, I'm not going to say it's your identity, but you talk about it a lot, mm -hmm. to be honest. And I think that's to create those accountability partners. Right. Right. And a lot of people I talk to say, oh, can I join you with that? Like, I want to take a welding class. There's some makerspace in Kansas City. And I have a friend that said, oh, I want to go take a welding class. So we're going to take it together or geocaching. Yeah. I've never done that. And so um, a friend wants to go learn that with me. Heck, maybe I'll do disc golf and uh, take my family along with that. So. Yeah, we were actually talking about disc golf because one of the things I put on my list was I would like to get uh, a hole-in-one or an ace in disc golf. And uh, I don't play as often as I used to, but 
I've played with people who have got one the first time they've played, right. you know, and so there's a lot of chance involved in that. But I just thought, well, instead of saying get out and play disc golf more because that's kind of ambiguous or get better at disc golf, kind of ambiguous. I thought, well, for me, since I have played and I know it's possible, um, that was one thing that I added to my list. Now, that's what's interesting about the list because I look at your list and there are some things that not everything is 100% in your control. And, and so that would be an example for me. I have to go to play. I have to play more often. I have to throw the disc, but I can't guarantee that. And I look at one like meet a celebrity. Mm. So you could position yourself or try to position yourself, but there's still going to be a level of chance on whether that happens. And that to me just kind of makes it interesting. I, I don't know mm -hmm. that all 50 should be chance, yeah. but it's nice when you throw a few in there that you're like, I'm going to position myself, but some things are going to happen. Right. And how did, did that happen for you, I guess? And, and how did that happen? Who did you meet? Talk right. to us about that. It was meet a celebrity. And, um, I just kept tabs on who was coming to town and I wasn't quite sure how he's going to meet them, but, um, you know, it was always sort of in the back of my mind. Well, then, uh, John Cusack went on a tour and so, um, he was in St. Louis so I drove to St. Louis, went to his show and elbowed my way to the front and I met him. And Bobby, I thought I was going to be so cool, you know, because I had this plan in my head for like three or four <laughs> years. Oh, my goodness. You should see the picture. I geeked out totally. But anyways, so, well, oh, well. But here's what's interesting about that. So there is a level of chance, but it also didn't happen by chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, you I had made to kind of keep track. Yeah, sure. You you had to go out of your way. And, and that, that is what's interesting about a lot of times we miss things in life because we wait for things to happen versus finding ways to make things happen, or at least position ourselves to where things can happen. And I would bet Sansi, and if I'm wrong, tell me, but I would bet looking over your list, if you didn't put these things on a 50 by 50, mm -hmm. most of these things would not have happened. Absolutely. And if right. they did, it would have been total chance, right? Like meeting a celebrity, maybe that would have just happened because mm -hmm. they walked into Central Bank, right? <laughs> right. Or, I mean, maybe, but, right. but all in all, most of these things would never happen. You don't accidentally learn how to, uh, you know, operate a chainsaw or mm -hmm. learn how to swim. Mesh but even things sled, like... Yeah. Uh, uh, see the Northern lights. And I know mm -hmm. travel puts a damper on things, but mm -hmm. you're not going to just accidentally see the Northern lights. Right. There's going to be intentionality. So maybe talk to us a little bit, cause there's a lot of travel things on mm -hmm. here. And this kind of inspired me. I know not everybody enjoys necessarily, you know, travel or what, but COVID kind of made it a little bit more complicated, but there's certain things on here that are very specific with traveling why are those things, what are a couple of those things maybe, mm -hmm. but why are those things important to you? Why did they make the list? Well, Northern Lights is one, and I have moved that to my 60 before 60, <laughs> my 10 more, because um, those are kind of hard yeah. to pinpoint when they're going to be. So, right. um, uh, but again, that's a planning thing. You, you kind of got to be up in that area. Um, Kentucky Derby, I want to go do that. I have had a couple of friends do that and they speak i mean it's just it's a once in a lifetime thing they do and it's it sounds very interesting um just the thrill of the horse races you're um, going all and, out with the attire uh -huh. right oh yeah the big hat mm -hmm. yeah for sure 
Um, I did want to stand on the equator on my 50th birthday. That's not going to happen, but maybe on my 60th. I think that would be interesting. But um, yeah, COVID did put a, a damper on some things. But, um, you know, I've added other things to the list like, um, you know, Zorbing. Do you know what Zorbing is? It's it's going down the hill in a hamster ball. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> oh you God. know what? Actually, I've heard of it. When you said it, I was trying to think, <laughs> why have I heard of that? And I have heard of that. I'd like to push you down a hill I, in a hamster I, ball. I would love to see Chad roll down a hill in a hamster ball. And I might pay to make that happen now that you mentioned that. But So why do you want to do that? I mean, that's I fascinating, but yes. why? I have to find some place to do it. So if your listeners have um, a way for me to Zorb, please yeah, let please me know. Yeah, please let us know. Please if, reach out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't that sound fun? I uh, don't know. I, I don't, it's just kind of an we, interesting thing. We're going to let you be the mushroom tester on that. <laughs> okay. I, mushroom tester, you know, Chad, somebody had to taste mushrooms and find out which ones were poisonous and which ones weren't. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if this is poisonous or not. And then we'll decide if we're going to get in the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, so some of the travel ones you adjusted. And so that goes back to, you know, it, it you mentioned it's a fluid list. So how do you determine, I mean, what kind of mental filter, because this is where I struggle when something goes on a list, I struggle to take it off because of sometimes that just self guilt that I put myself in. How do you decide if something gets removed from the list or put on your 60 by 60 list? And if you do remove it and replace it, right. How do you, how do you work through not feeling like a failure? Cause you're not, but some of us struggle with that, that identity thing. If we don't cross everything off the list, I struggled with that early on in 2018, 2019, I felt like I had to make the list of 50. And do all 50 things. Um, and so, but I, what I've learned is you need to give yourself grace. And when something doesn't make sense for you to do, like stand on the equator, it's okay. Take it off and add it with something even more interesting or as interesting. I had write a book on there and I realized I'm not going to be able to do that in, in the five years I allotted myself. Uh, so what I've done is I've taken, take uh, McConnett library has several classes you can take on how to write a book. And, and so I'm probably three or four classes in on that. And so I'm giving myself the grace to learn and, um, eventually write a book. So that's, that's pretty, pretty interesting that you say that. So on this list, what you found is some of these things weren't possible again, in, in part, because travel with COVID, I mean, just mm-hmm. a couple of years out of that shut things down. But you also found things like write a book and it's not that you've given up on writing a book. You're actually doing something that's yeah. going to help you write the book. And and that probably means it's going to be a better book, <laughs> right? I mean, I've, in all honesty, because instead point. of just writing a book, you're actually learning how to write a book. What do you think, I mean... This mm-hmm. 50 by 50, is, the, is that a possibility to be the book? Because I think it's hey, fascinating. that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe there are a lot the... of life lessons in that, and there's leadership lessons in this, what I've what I've learned. So you, you might be on something there. You've given me my book idea. I'll, I'll dedicate know. it to you. Yeah, as long as you put, <laughs> yeah, put a picture of me and Chad in the forward. That's it. <laughs> in, in the a hamster wheel. Out of the backwards. You were in the <laughs> backwards. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, here's, here's what I want to make sure our listeners are picking up on, because this is something that's, that's um, very intriguing to me. You know, so as you heard, Sansi, she wanted to meet a celebrity. So she drove to St. Louis to meet a celebrity. I'm assuming you didn't go by yourself. I did. You did go by yourself. Okay. So it's not only the fact that you saw a celebrity, but it was the journey 
to get mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't just go downtown, you know, 10 miles away to see a celebrity. You went to St. Louis and there's probably many of these things, this 50 by 50 that you've done that it's not only the thing that you accomplished, but the journey to get to that thing, you've probably got relationships that, oh, that are stronger sure. now. Yeah. You've got um, you've got stories that you can tell that may not even relate to the actual thing. It was just the journey getting there. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because I what first comes to mind is um, going to a French restaurant and I called um, a family member I hadn't talked to in years yeah. and just asked her to join me. And, right. I, and so I have a very special memory of just that lunch at a French restaurant. But again, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't on that 50 by 50 list. So you're right. The, the journey to get there, the people that um, are coming along for the ride, uh, that's special too. So, Well, that's what, that's what you don't see in the list. Right. You, you don't see the, the stories and the journey. Mm-hmm. And I think, Chad, that's a great point because the, if, if I were going to read a book, 50 by 50, written by Sansi, while the list might challenge me, it would be the stories and the journey that would inspire me. Right. The things that you didn't expect, didn't know would happen, people you didn't know that you would meet, even challenges you didn't know that you would you would face, mm-hmm. you know, because this list, like you said, was pre-COVID. So you had no idea when you're writing right. these things down. If you would have known that, I bet you probably would have left a lot of travel things off because mm-hmm. you just said, well, I know I can't do that, so I'll do this. And uh, that's a great, that is a really great takeaway for our listeners is how often putting a goal out there, whatever the goal might be, the journey to the destination is really more the story than the actual destination. Yeah. And and it's about, and it's about the experience, right? I mean, too many times we place too much emphasis on the thing, you know, whether it be the thing that I'm going to purchase or the thing that I'm going to do so much emphasis is put on that, but not enough put on, the route to get there. And I got to think, Sansi, I mean, you've got two younger teenage kids. You are setting an example for them that you may not realize, but they're watching you go through this process and they may not be saying it out loud, but I guarantee you they're picking it up. Yeah. You're going to make me tear up because uh, my 14 year old just had a, um, write a story about her, her role model. Oh man. That's awesome. And she said it's because of the list and, you know, trying to be healthy and and all that. But anyways. So talk about setting an example for your kids. Not only are you setting an example for Bobby and I and for our listeners, um, we had two to 3,000 last month is what we had, Bobby, right? Between two. Yes. (laughs) The number two and the number 3,000. It was somewhere between there. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. No, it's an example. And and I do think, because we said that this was kind of an interesting leadership podcast. It's not the typical one where we've really kind of honed in on maybe an aspect of leadership, but there's so many takeaways with this. And and that is one of the things that's stood out to me as we're talking is that idea of the journey, that idea of the story, um, and how many of these things wouldn't wouldn't happen. It made me think of a of a study that was done years ago, and I actually don't remember who did the study, but I believe that it was that I first heard it from Rick Warren, who was a pastor uh, in California, and then authored uh, the Purpose Driven Life, which is it was at one point, maybe still is, best selling book of all time, but. And he talked about a survey of 195-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, so he found 100 people, 95 or older, 
And they basically, the, the results of that, it was, it was, what would you do different? You know, as you look back and the three kind of takeaways that surfaced over and over, if I remember correctly, we would risk more, we would reflect more and we would do things that would matter and outlast us. And I kind of think about this list, Sansi, and I kind of think it's kind of all three. I mean, because a lot of these are risk. I mean, you're mm-hmm. stepping out of your comfort zone or you're doing something that maybe you have a fear of or afraid to do. Like I see a, a fear of public speaking, right? right? So going to step out of your comfort zone there. The reflect thing, this list becomes a response to reflection. Right. What have I missed out on? What have I not done? What am I afraid of? So it's reflecting before you get to the end of your life to say, I'd like to do these things ahead of time. And the things that outlast you are the things like what you just mentioned when your kids, you know, anytime your 14 year old says you're their role model, you're doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs> not every 14 year old saying that, but it is, it's creating an example. So whether they do a list or not, you're encouraging them to face their fears, to overcome challenges. It's never too late to try new things. Uh, get out of your comfort zone, the importance of accountability. I mean, all these things are kind of built in. And so it made me think of that study of those 95-year-olds who all basically were saying, risk more, reflect more, and do things that, you know, outlast us. And really a list like this with intentionality can help accomplish that for our listeners. So I, I would hope everyone, if they don't have some list like this that challenges them or inspires them, comes up with a, was something that, that that they can challenge themselves to and realize the impact on others. So pretty, well, pretty you know, now stuff. I'm going to have to do 95 by 95. There you go. <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't 95. end at 50, right? If, yeah. if that's what they're saying, you know, risk more. Um, I got to keep yeah. this going. And, yeah. and I think the listeners need to understand. I mean, 50 by 50, it's a catchy phrase, right? I sure. mean, it's catchy. It doesn't have to be that, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that. It can be, you know, and let's not even correlate this to like a New Year's resolution because we all know those fail miserably, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. But let's, what I want our listeners to make sure that they're picking up out of this is, again, the goal is there, the accountability is there, the adaptability is there, and at the end result, the experience to get to where the end result of the goal You've learned so many things out of that, mm-hmm. and you've you've became so inspiring to not only family, not only friends, but all the people that are getting experiences with you. You know, and and you mentioned public speaking. Okay, so I, I will say this: I was part of Sansi's public speaking back in like 2010, and I remember her always telling me, "Oh, this makes me so nervous to do this," but you could never tell from the from the audience. You could never tell, but now um, I think last year you were the chairman of the board for the Chamber of Commerce, right? You had a big public speaking event to do there, mm-hmm. and you just knocked it out of the right. park every I, single time. Yeah, every month. So again, it's repetition, doing it over and over and over again in front of a large crowd, and I love it now. Yeah. I, I've been. Anybody needs a public speaker, you let me know because I'm there for. I'll, I'll do it. So well, that's a and that's a fear a lot of people have, and so and as think a, of what they're not what they're missing out on. And so. I think and I think that's the thing with public speaking. You know, not that and not every we know not everybody is going to do that mm-hmm. for their vocation or their career. So I I happen to be one of the people that that's a pretty big part of my job as a do you primarily get nervous as still? a pastor. Um yes and no. Um you know, it depends on I think the the audience. I mean, when you go to a new place and it's unfamiliar, um I think the level of nerves is different because uh it's an audience that either you're not familiar with or a setup. Um but 
the interesting thing with public speaking is, uh, and again, going back to uh, a survey that I read, when people listed out their their fears, um, in this one survey, the number one fear was public speaking. Oh, I believe the that. number two fear was death. Yeah. Oh, people were more afraid <laughs> of public speaking than death. In other words, they were more <laughs> afraid of looking stupid than dying stupid. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the takeaway there, but. The point is, is it's a fear that a lot of people have. So let's hone in on that because if that's on your list and you decided to tackle it head on, you don't have to be the chamber of commerce, uh, you know, chair for the year, mm -hmm. right? To public speak. It could even be as simple as taking one of those classes or joining one of those groups that challenges you in a small environment, but still in front of maybe some people you don't know to do public speaking. And I know an individual that did that uh, in Springfield, Missouri, actually. He was a college vice president at the time. Um, you would think as a college vice president that you wouldn't have a fear of public speaking, but his specific role was not public speaking. He was never in front of large groups. It was always one-on-one. -on -one. That was his role. And so he decided to challenge himself, took a class, or it was with a group, and uh, and had to like write speeches, had to get up in front of this small group, and overcame that fear just as a result of that. And so I would say, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just finding a group of people and doing a, doing a talk just to overcome that. So again, so many practical takeaways that challenge yourself. And then sometimes, you know how we find certain things that we, we, we challenge ourselves to do. And then we realize we actually like doing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once we get past that initial thing, who knows on this list and Sansa, you would know from your list, but uh, if you go to, you know, a French restaurant, for instance, and you say, man, I really like that. I'm going to go back. Or you may say, I'm glad I checked it off the list. Yeah. Not my favorite. But we don't know a lot of these things until we actually we actually right. try them. And so yeah. it's, it, that, that's interesting. That's how it was with the Bloody Mary for me. I tried it. It's not for me. So, yeah. But the, the group setting for public speaking, I tried that three times. There's a national group. Mm -hmm. And I joined it three times. <laughs> Dropped out every time. So even though you may have something on your list, it doesn't work the first time or the second time or the seventh time. If it's something you want to accomplish, mm. you know, keep at it. And so I just learned some breathing techniques to, to help with the public speaking. So that's wow. awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll get ready to wrap this up here. But the one thing that I also want to throw out there just to kind of uh, put a bow around this, Bobby, is I think right now in the business community, in the personal communities in the world, there's this expectation that everything has to be perfect. And it's, it's, I think probably social media is what's kind of led to that because we're seeing the best of everything. So what I would challenge everybody with, this is something you're going to do. Understand that it's not going to be perfect, right? Sansi, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to adjust, but continue on because as you just said, you dropped out of that public speaking course three <laughs> different times. You know what I mean? But you continued on and now it's probably one of the favorite things that you do. Well, a favorite, but yes, I do enjoy it. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Sansi, what do you want our listeners to know um, just to kind of wrap this thing up? Is there anything that you just want to leave us with? Uh, you know, just um, maybe start with, you know, 10 things that you want to try and, and accomplish that. And then that'll that'll build the momentum to keep going. Because uh, as I accomplish one thing, I already plan the next one because it's it's fun to, again, cross that off your list and, yeah. and keep moving forward. So You bet. 
You bet. Hey, one of the things that uh, we always also like to bring up, uh, Bobby, is is we always like to talk about, you know, what are you reading today? What are you listening to today? Sansa, any any good leadership books you're reading out there? Any books at all that you're reading out there? Right. Well, uh, I did download War and Peace. War and Peace. Right. Awesome. Did you know it's 2,000 pages? It's I did not. That pages. would not Pretty be what read. Right. <laughs> There was no wait for it at the library, surprisingly. So, um, but I I have started that, and it's funny. I feel like I've been reading it forever, and I'm two percent in. So you know, it'll it'll come, uh, and I think I can learn a lot from that. You know, just from from finishing it, it's a quite the accomplishment. But um, you know, not all leaders are readers, but all readers are leaders, and so um, yeah, just I'm. Keep me post or keep me accountable on that one. All you right. Bet. How's we're more peace going? We're going to ask you how that's going. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a 50 by 50 right there. Uh, that's, it's good. This has been great. Uh, again, to our listeners, um, uh, hopefully there's some, some practical takeaways for you. Uh, challenge yourself, uh, face your fears. Um, it's never too late. There's so many things that run through my mind that the journey together, uh, is, is needed often with this accountability idea, but also it's just the journey, the journey to achieve some of these things creates stories and, and opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise. And yeah, Chad, you're right. Perfection can become the enemy of progress, right? And so if you come up with a perfect list of 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 or 10, I mean, if you come up with a perfect list and you hit them all, you probably didn't challenge yourself enough. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, be challenged and encouraged and hopefully you've enjoyed this summer uh, with our leadership laps and certainly the one today as we kind of finish up. And so Chad, uh, we'll be back in October and back in uh, October, just it's it. We're back to two. Yeah. Back to two. So you, you, unfortunately you're stuck with Chad and I next month, but we're excited. We're going to get back in our uh, kind of our leadership vein. And uh, over the next uh, few months through the end of the year, We'll tackle some things that hopefully will help you, again, whatever environment you're in leading, even if it's just the primary environment of leading yourself. We will be talking about some things that hopefully help you out. Certainly appreciate you listening in each and uh, every month as we do this. Uh, feel free to share it if it's helpful. Like it if you enjoy it. And uh, if not, we'll try to do better next time. But Chad, why don't you close us out? You bet. Santi, this has been awesome. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, I knew this would be good, Bobby, but uh, I've also picked up some other things from this. So, Santi, I appreciate you. It's Thank always you. it's always great and a pleasure to get to speak to you, but also from a friendship standpoint. Man, thanks for being one of my few. Oh, thank you, Jim. Thanks, Bobby. That's awesome. We'll see you guys next month, and have a great month. give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.